0: This meeting is now being recorded. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Sean McCrary, Portfolio Manager for First United Wealth Management. Welcome to another in our series of What Matters Most Conference Calls. This morning, we will be covering matters of interest regarding the investment markets and the related economic environment impacting those markets. Before we get started, I would like to cover some housekeeping items. (laughs) First, we will allow for questions at the end of the telecast at that time, we will unmute lines so that you can ask your questions. Secondly, this call will be recorded and posted to our website at www.trustandinvestments.com later this morning. You'll also be able to access the call at the Blanks blog site at www.mybank4number4.me. So let's go ahead and get started. First, I'd like to update everyone on how the economy and financial markets have fared since the beginning of the. Well, markets have shown strength in the first quarter of 2017, with the S&P 500 return just over 6% as the quote-unquote Trump bump rally, a term market pundits have used when referring to the run we've seen since the election, has continued. For the most part, this rally has occurred due to to anticipation of policies that are expected to be implemented implemented by President Trump and a Republican-controlled Congress. Congress, increased fiscal spending, reduced taxes, and less regulation were really the main policies that the market seemed to be focusing on. Due to the anticipation for these new policies, consumer and business sentiment surveys, or what we really call soft data, have shown nearly record levels of positivity. After that long uphill run uh, from the from the beginning of November, markets did kind of take a pause for breath. Uh, during March, to question the new administration's ability to really deliver its policy agenda. When Congress failed to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, which emphasized that the Republican majority in Congress is really far from united, the outcome of political wrangling in Washington is, is really likely to remain at the hearts of the market's focus, uh, at least for this year and most likely into next year as well. Markets have really priced in neither the best nor the worst potential policy outcomes. And so risk really remains to both the upside and the downside for the markets, uh, depending on what what Washington can really get done. Economic reports have all been good through the beginning of the year as well. The, The soft data like ISM, purchasing managers, indices, small business owner surveys, and consumer confidence data showed that record level of positivity. The hard data hasn't Quite been matching it. What we refer to as hard data, more similar to the consumer spending, durable goods orders, capital goods orders, and consumer wage growth, just haven't looked like business and consumers are ready to go full steam ahead quite yet. The equity markets and economic data has been strong enough, though, to affect the fixed income markets as the strength enticed the Federal Open Market Committee, or Fed, as referred to by market media to raise their depository rate by a quarter of a percent following their March meeting, just months after raising it by the same level in December. The market really was expecting this, as Dr. Yellen and, and many of the, the Fed members have been very open about their policy views. Uh, most analysts really did expect uh, at least two more rate hikes throughout the year, most likely in June and December. <clears throat> the Fed has constantly reminded the markets, though, that they will be very data driven, uh, and, and if that economic data uh, doesn't support more rate hikes, uh, they won't take place. So now that we've kind of caught up on, on what went on in the first quarter, let's talk about what is currently driving the market and what we expect going forward. After that that pause for breath, or uh, what others might call meandering in March, uh, which which really had stocks barely budge. April featured a really strong re- resumption in the bull trade. The month began with a subpar jobs rating for March, included a report of a an, an very anemic uh, 0.7% GDP growth in the January-March timeframe, and featured even hotter rhetoric out of North Korea and events that took place in Syria. So what really changed the market move to more positive? In a word, earnings. With more than three-quarters of the S&P 500 companies reporting, EPS growth has exceeded 15%. Last time EPS grew in double digits was in mid-2014. In the last quarter in which EPS, or, or what we call earnings, uh, grew more than that 15%, was the third quarter of 2011. Now, recall back in 2011, the S&P 500 was coming off of the recovery of 2010 after the Great Recession, when earnings rose about by about 48 uh, percent, the government's stimulus mechanisms, such as cash for clunkers and first-time home buyers credit, were still in place. Now, going forward, with easy comparisons ahead of ahead of us for at least the next three quarters, and the formerly lagging sectors such as energy swing to positive as as oil has. Bottomed and, and started to come back uh, somewhat in price. Overall earnings growth should continue at a double digit cadence throughout the end of the year and maybe even into 2018. What's more is that overseas markets are taking place or taking part in the early year rally as well, with most emerging and developed markets outpacing the SP 500 year to date with emerging markets in Europe showing particular strength. This market talk has been particularly particularly positive. We're not fooling ourselves whatsoever, and there are still many risks to the market out there. Washington, unfortunately, is still a very large unknown. Though the Trump administration has shown progress towards certain goals, getting significant changes through Congress has not been completed yet. And like we've said towards the beginning of this call, some of this rally is based on the hope that many of the Trump administration goals will be done. So market volatility really could arise if these goals aren't able to get completed or are pushed into 2018 for completion. Geopolitical concerns such as North Korea and Syria are also still on the radar and will likely remain throughout the near future. Markets also aren't cheap at current quotations, uh, though the earnings growth we've seen in the first quarter really has helped support these valuations, we will still need uh, to keep seeing the earnings growth uh, that we've seen in the first quarter uh, throughout the rest of the year to really keep these markets moving higher. Overall, we continue to expect a positive bias from the financial markets and the economy through the end of the year and into 2018. With the beginning of the summer months upon us, though we do accept, expect some increased volatility at some of the risks we just talked about uh, come into the limelight as the first quarter earnings season is coming to a close, and the market will take a look around and, and see what else is going on. Our expectations are, though, that we finish this year higher than the current quotation the markets sit at today and that the economy doesn't experience a recession this year and most likely not in 2018 as well. As for as for rates, uh, we do expect, uh, as, as I talked about earlier, for the trend uh, overall to be higher, as the, the market does expect uh, two more rate hikes uh, through the end of the year by the Federal Open Market Committee. Uh, though we, what we've seen so far this year as some of those rates have actually, especially on the longer end, have actually come down uh, as some of those risks uh, that we talked about, like the North Korea and Syria events. Uh, took place. Uh, and, and they actually rates do sit uh, currently lower than where they started the year. <clears throat> but as I said, we do expect them to rise through year end uh, and end uh, with what we kind of look at, the 10-year uh, Treasury, uh, that rate uh, at about a 3 to 3.5% three by year end. So again, we expect this to be a slow grind upwards throughout the year. At this time, we'll open up the lines for questions. If you have a question now, please press star six to unmute your, your phone and state your name. Are there any questions at this time? <clears throat> while, while we're waiting for questions, I'll speak to a question that we've heard from a few of our customers more recently. And that is, how do you see the political climate in Europe impacting markets during the short and long term? Now this question is most likely referencing the rise of the populist risk that started with the Brexit vote last summer when Great Britain voted to leave the European Union. This risk was started, this risk really has started to drain uh, away more recently in the wake of the Dutch and French elections that saw non-populist candidates win by fairly large margins, especially in the French election. German and Italian elections are on the horizon toward the end of this year and the beginning of next year respectively. But overall, to this question, our answer is simple. Over the short term, we believe there is potential for elevated levels of volatility in the markets due to the little climate that is currently being seen in Europe. Though more recently, like stated previously, this risk has been dissipated. Over the long term, however, like we've always said, markets will come back to fundamentals and focus on company earnings. That's what always has and will continue to drive the markets abroad and here in the U.S. And especially overseas and in Europe currently, we've seen real strength in those numbers. Any other questions anyone might have? Well, if there are no further questions, we'll conclude today's session. Again, today's call may be replayed starting later today at our website, www.trustininvestments.com. Thank you for listening, and everyone have a great day.